Thank you for listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help you win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, come and see us and join the Passion Church family. Visit our Facebook page or our website at passionchurchmo.com to find out more about us. I was thinking about this uh, particular Easter and the oddity of the fact that it fell on April 1st, which is April Fool's Day, and I was thinking about all of that, and the thought came to mind about the greatest April Fool of all time, and so I'm going to share a little bit of that. I kind of, I kind of put my message together backwards. I'm going to give you the punchline first, but then I want to talk to you personally, if I could, this morning. Isaiah, the 14th chapter, the 12th through the 16th verse says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course, that in the eternity of eternities, an angel said in his heart, I will ascend into heaven and exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now, how foolish for a created being to think he could put his throne above God. I will be like the Most High, and you'll be brought down to hell, and those who see you will say, Is this the man who made the earth to tremble and who shook the kingdoms? It's one of the few glimpses that we get of the rebellion of Satan or Lucifer as he is known by name, the enemy of man, the enemy of mankind, the enemy of God. And so I was thinking about the fact that the greatest victory throughout all of history was prophesied in Genesis, the third chapter, by God himself and was fulfilled at the crucifixion and at the tomb of Jesus. The greatest victory of all, and it was at the revelation that Jesus, the Messiah, was written, that the greatest fool of all began to realize he had been fooled. Hmm. You see, remember when the angel said at the, at the garden tomb to Mary, she came, you know, it was the Sabbath when he was laid to rest, so they had to get him down by a certain time and, and get him into the tomb by a certain time. And so they couldn't go about the tasks of embalming the body of Jesus, and so they had to wait until the Passover and how uh, the, um, the Sabbath had passed before they could go and prepare the body. And Mary arrives with spices with others, and as they approach the tomb, they're met by a man, but he's not just a man. He's a man from eternity. He is an angel, and he's sitting outside of the tomb, and as they approach the tomb, they realize that the stone has been rolled away. And the angel said to Mary, said, Mary, what are you doing here? Well, she came to embalm the body of the Messiah. She, she was so heartbroken that Jesus 
had, had died and, and, and things had gone so differently than what they had thought. But he announced to her, Mary, why do you seek the living among the dead? The greatest pronouncement of victory that ever came to the world came outside of the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea when he had, Jesus didn't even have a tomb of his own. He had to borrow a tomb, but sitting like a century outside of that tomb where the Roman soldiers had been trying to guard the body so that no one would steal it, little did they know that the power of God would come from the inside of the tomb and it knocked them out of the way and there stood the angel on that day saying Mary rejoice but you're looking for him in the wrong place you need to look for him where life spans eternal because the Messiah has risen again I don't know if that excites you but that excites me <laughs> so the devil, can I say it this way? The devil got punked. <laughs> and I love that because I think the devil is a punk. And he's always punking you. Just for one moment to know that God, God just rolled over him like a steamroller. Just makes my heart want to rejoice. He, the diabolical, murderous spirit that hates mankind and will, will cause children to have nightmares and who will come and place thoughts in your mind and who will come and suggest things to you that are unseemly. On that day had found himself in the middle of a divine reversal. Here he thought he had mankind and here he thought he'd worked so feverishly to get Jesus out of the way and he finally stirred up mankind against him hard enough that those who just a few hours before were crying Hosanna save us now were crying crucify him and he finally got him dead and in his mind he thought we've got him crucified He's dead. Now, if the death angel will just lay prostrate on top of him and the spirit of corruption will just melt and dissolve him away, I win, I win, I win. Heaven loses and I win. He who thought he would put his throne above the throne of the Most High God for a brief moment thought, I've won, I've got mankind right where I want them. I will always hold them bound they can't keep the law anyway so they belong to me but little did he know when he heard a resounding thud that resounding thud was the stone that was rolled in front of the tomb and when it hit the earth it shook the earth and the devil knew somewhere in the portals of dark eternity something has happened something is wrong something went off in his heart that said oh Oh no, something's not right. Somebody get to that tomb and tell me what's going on. And death had to come and report to him. I did everything I could to hold him down, but he came up. He came up. He came up. <laughs> Woo. Oh, I can see his corruption 
was chattering his teeth and his knees were knocking as he had to report to the most diabolical spirit of all time he was he had to report to him yes death had him down but i could not corrupt him there's just something about him i couldn't get a hold of mm. and the devil got pumped Mm. Now the devil's looking exactly like the fool he was and realized this was what Jesus had in mind all along. <laughs> I got to thinking about April Fools, and I'm, I don't do traditional things oftentimes, and I got to thinking about this, and I didn't want to just be tongue-in-cheek and try to be cute today, but, but the Lord just wouldn't let me get away from this whole April Fool's and it being Easter all at the same time. And to me, the most divine thing is how the devil found that what he thought was a master plan was really the master's plan all along. I could run down the aisle and act like a Pentecostal, but I'll behave. Maybe. <laughs> so I looked up April Fool's Day, April the 1st, and no one quite knows for sure the origin. It could have come from a Roman holiday way back when called Hilarious, and it was a day that people just played pranks on people. Uh, it could be uh, from, from Europe. It could be a European thing that started. But no one knows exactly the exact origin of when April Fool's. But around the world, on April Fool's Day, people play little tricks on each other. Jesse got me this morning, walked up to me. He goes, he goes there's a little something in your mustache right there. Before I even had a chance to think what day this is, I was going like this. And he goes, April Fool's. Thank you, Jesse. I needed that. Pastor Colleen, don't ever let her get on your trail because she's, she's fabulous. She is fabulous. She's always pulling them, and she gets you before you realize it. And uh, she didn't pull one yet today. I'm still waiting. The day is not over. The best one she ever got on me, I bought a pickup from somebody. And uh, that gentleman uh, had a police record. He was kind of in one scrape and into another. And I traded him a pickup I had and, and bought a pickup he had. And, and I was laying in bed, and I had no chance to think that it was April 1st. And my wife runs in to the bedroom, and she goes, Lonnie, you got to get up. The police are out front in the front of the house, and they're hooking up to your truck, and they're about to drag it off. And I'm running through the house. You're, you still got sleep in your eyes. You're still half crusted. You know what I'm talking about. Your hair's all standing up like this. I didn't have time to grab a shirt. I've got one leg in my pants and I'm hopping to the door. And I got to the door and I look out the door and there ain't nobody in the driveway. April Fools. Oh my goodness one of those moments you go, I should have known better. 
Webster's, Webster's calls a fool a silly person or a simpleton. And that's exactly how it feels when someone pulls an April Fool's joke on you. You feel silly. You feel self-conscious. Like, how did I not see that coming? <laughs> the Bible speaks of foolishness or foolish people a whole lot. In fact, in Job, Isaiah, Proverbs, Jeremiah, Deuteronomy, Matthew, and all through the writings of Paul, it, it, it is mentioned many times. In Proverbs, the 14th chapter, the first verse says, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Now, I'm going to go there today because I want to bring this down personal to us. That word there, fool, is a little different than the Webster's definition of fool. This fool is from the Hebrew word nabal, N-A-B-A-L, nabal. It's an impious person. Now, if you're as intelligent as I am, you don't know what impious means. If Most of you are probably more intelligent than I am, so you know. I looked it up, though, and impious means just no regard for God. Doesn't mean that you're not intelligent doesn't mean that you're a simpleton or you're silly it just means someone who masks the truth they know in order to keep the practice of sin alive in their lives they know God is right but they would rather sin so they claim things like I'm an agnostic or an atheist that way, they can sin with no feelings of remorse. Some people will say, well, God understands. That gives them the chance to soothe their conscience. But the truth is, I don't believe they even believe it. Jeremiah 4.22 says, my people are foolish because they know me not. The most foolish thing in this world is to not Know your God. This is why the devil had such a divine reversal pull on him because he thought himself smarter than God was going to exalt himself above God. Got cast out of heaven, got cast down to earth, and even though he was able to manipulate man into a fall, he did not know the heart nor the mind nor the secrets of the heart of God nor the plan of God that was put in order and put in place before God started it all. Is this all right? <clears throat> Jeremiah 10 and 8 says, but they are altogether stupid. Now, we don't let our kids use that word, but it's in the Bible. They are altogether stupid and foolish in their discipline, get this, of delusion. They would rather serve idols of wood. Or they would rather serve an electronic god. Or they'd rather serve the God of self or corruptible things or four-footed beasts. You, we've read that in the Word so many times. Matthew, the seventh chapter, this is the words of Jesus. And the 26th verse says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. In other words, when we hear the Word of God and we try to mask it or try not to have any conscience from the word that we've heard, we're like a man who goes out to build a home, but he builds it on a sandy beach. Yeah. 
Everyone knows what the end of that is. The end is collapse, devastation, uh, destruction. Only a fool, Webster's definition, a simpleton, would build on sand. You can't build on an eroding foundation. Yet not only are there worldly people who do it, there are some in the church who think that they can claim God and live in ways that are contrary to the word. Is this too hard? And although Satan, Lucifer, the devil, Diabolos, is by far the greatest fool in time and eternity because he sinned not in time but in eternity, he keeps selling his lie to the gullible. Intelligent people are often turned away from the gospel. Did you hear me? You don't have to be a simpleton to miss the truth of God. You can be quite intelligent. Hmm. Intelligent people are often turned away from the gospel, not because of their inability to understand the truth, but their desire to steer and drive their own destiny, to control their own moral and ethic compass. Often wonderful, talented people with so much to offer spend their life and its talents fighting the truth they so desperately need. But I'm here today to offer up a suggestion that could change the course of someone's life and destiny. My question, this is going to sound really tough, but my question is this. How's it working for you? That's one of Colleen's favorite things. How's it working for you? She says, she's, I've heard her say that so many times. How's it working for you? And so often we don't ever want, we don't, we despise that question because we don't want to give you the real answer because it ain't working. Anytime you're self-willed, it ain't working. Every time I've ever been self-willed in this life, it isn't working. There's something about the surrender unto God and his will and his way that makes life so much more palatable and so much more livable and so much more peaceful. So how's it working for you? How is being in charge of your life and its moral ethics and life-altering decisions really working for you? I'll tell you about some people. Albert Einstein believed in God. Isaac Newton believed in God. <laughs> At the end of his life, Charles Darwin, who had spent so much of his life fighting the gospel upon his deathbed made the confession that Christ was the answer. Denouncing everything that he'd spent his life trying to build. Most recently, Stephen Hawking, a man that started with his mind on God, died with believing that God wasn't necessary. Your intelligence, your intelligence can work for you or it can work against you. You can be the most intelligent man on the planet. 
IQ-wise. But if you mask the truth of God's word and its importance, you can die in the stead of a fool. know that's sobering, and I'm almost finished. So many great minds understand there is a God. And some of us, I'm pointing to me, no one here, some of us not so great minds understand that it is in the heart of a man to know there is a God. In fact, let's look at Romans, the first chapter. Romans, the first chapter, I'm going to read out of the King James. First chapter, the 19th verse. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. Maybe I should have started with verse 18 so that would make sense. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, and neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Satan was the greatest fool of all time, still is. And one day the word says that one, one angel, this entity that we think is so powerful, one angel shall, shall subdue and toss him into the pit. One angel, one, just one of God's angels can overpower him. One. And the word says that the men of every tribe and tongue and kings around the world who have suffered the ills at his diabolical plan are going to look upon him in that moment just before he's tossed into the pit and go, this? This? This creature? This? The word calls him man. This man? This thing, <laughs> that little thing did all of this destruction. And yet, you and I have within us through Christ Jesus the power to overcome any suggestion made by him. If we could remember that when a temptation comes, him? Really? Seriously? <laughs> I want to leave you with this thought. Man is without excuse. I can claim I'm an atheist till my tongue snaps off its roller, but the truth says that it is written on the heart of every man to know that there is a God. 
Creation screams it. Every time the eagle flaps his wings, I want you to know it's praising God. The animals have no problem bending and bowing. But we, man, the crown jewel of all creation, created in God's image with his DNA in this in us, it's the same as God's, our DNA. The understanding that there is a God is as natural to mankind as breathing. That's why you can go to the most remotest places of the earth, and they're worshiping. It may not always be right, but they're worshiping. But a man is only a fool if he so chooses. Only a fool if he chooses to ignore the counsel of this word and live however he feels he wants to live. Come on now. We've all been tempted. We've all done a little something, something on Friday night and come to church on Sunday. Come on now. We've all played the game. We've all been down the road and played the game. We can make the choice to serve God, which is the most intelligent choice anyone can ever make. Or we can play the game. And show ourselves a fool. The choice is yours. What will we do, church? Will we play the game, love God one minute, love the world the next? Will we deny there's a God or will we make up excuses or will we find obscure Bible verses and pull them out of context and twist them to use them for our own purposes? Or will we just surrender it all and let God be God. What say you today? Father, we thank you for your word today. That even though it's April Fool's, we thank you for the divine setup, Father, for us to take a look at the word in this way. I thank you, Father, that today can be a day, Father, not only of fun and, and joyfulness and, and joviality, Father, but Today would be a day of deep reflection in our heart to examine our life and see where do we stand and where do we fit in all of the plan of God. Where are we? Where am I? Am I a fool? Or am I the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? The Holy Spirit helps me walk out my salvation. We're so glad you listened to this message today. Our goal is to bring hope, encouragement, and help you win, all while building God's kingdom. At Passion Church, we believe in community. If you would like to partner with us in prayer or giving, then send us a message on Facebook or through our website at passionchurchmo.com. We'd love to hear how God is impacting your life through this ministry. 